Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, and this is where I give you news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. Today is Thursday, Thursday evening, about 925 my time, and I got some news and views to share with you guys. Uh, some stuff that I just had to talk about. I wanted to talk a little bit about it last night. But I just wasn't able to. I mean, I tell you, I just wasn't feeling it. And, uh, you know, I'm a little under the weather today. But, hey, man, got to persevere, right? We've got to get the truth out. And I was listening to James Cadiz's podcast today or his YouTube. I think it is a podcast as well. But he had uh, Monkey Works on him and Monkey Works do a lot of, uh, a lot of programs together. And um, if you guys don't listen to them, you may want to jump on and listen to their YouTube channel, uh, James Cadiz. And Monkey Works has his own, too. And that's W-E-R-X for Monkey Works. And he's in... Texas, my Texas. Um, anyway, and James Gaddis is in Southern California. Um, but they were talking about CBD and America's in trouble and you can just ask Israel. That's their latest one. Um, you guys, please check that out if you want to. If you haven't listened to either one of them, I'll tell you loads of information. So I was listening to that today. What else is going on in the world today? Well, let me tell you at harbingersdaily.com, I was looking through some uh, perusing some articles and kind of goes along with the cashless society. So Panera Bread debuts its frictionless palm payment system. And of course, it's a cashless society. It's by Tyler Durden. You can find it at Zero Hedge, ZeroHedge.com. And uh, we'll talk a bit about that, which kind of leads me on in over here to apostasy will escalate like never before in these last days. Articles at HarbingersDaily.com. And uh, score is all about that. My dog, you know they had to jump on. You know they've got to make their little voices known. Anyway, that article is by Vanessa White. And you can check that out at harbingersdaily.com. So we'll talk about that article by Vanessa White. At apostasy will escalate like never before in these last days. And boy, oh boy, you can see that happening. I mean, just look at the Andy Stanleys of the world. Yeah, we're going to pick on him. Andy Stanley. The Bible says, the Bible says. Yes, Andy Stanley, the Bible says. Not, it's not Andy says. <laughs> it's the Bible says, you heretic. Anyway, we're going to move on to RaptureReady.com. RaptureReady.com. we got a pre-trib portals. It's by Terry James. You know I love Terry James. He's a fantastic author. I'm still reading his book, Deceivers. Guys, for show, for show, go show him some love. And you know I've got to touch on this. You know him, you love him. He is my favorite. Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. And I just noticed and was reading an article here at TheGatewayPundit.com and uh, Leo's book, um, stealth Invasion has been taken down off of Amazon Prime for hate speech. Yes, folks, uh, hate speech. Although it has been on there for sale since 2017 for about six years now. But all of a sudden, oh my gosh, we've got to take that down. Um, so anyway, go show him some love. He can get it at Barnes & Noble. Still for sale at Barnes & Noble. And go check it out. Uh, and of course, you know, the customer service, especially in Kindle Direct Publishing. Yes, folks. And that's who Pundle, uh, Pundles, that's who Pundles, of course. That's who publishes uh, my books as well. And a lot of other folks, you know, do self-publishing that way. 
Um, and that's how we can get the word out that we'd like to get out. And so anyway, he goes, my guess is that what happened to someone or some group with clout and perhaps sympathetic to the Muslim Brotherhood and his mission contacted Amazon to complain about stealth invasion. Why else would Amazon ban a book they've had available on their site for six years? Suddenly considering it a violation of their guidelines and pull it. If it was hate speech now, why wasn't a hate speech from 2017 to the end of 2022 and into early 2023? So guys go to barnesandnoble.com and um, show Leo some love. Once again, the name of that book is Stealth Invasion. Uh, and I'm going to guess it's a really good book. I'm probably going to purchase that myself. What else we got? A post-Christian society as England has gone, so America is going. This is by Tim Moore. If you don't know, um, Dr. David Reagan resigned, stepped down, retired from Lamb and Lion Ministries, and uh, appointed Tim Moore to take his place. And so, anyway, Tim Moore is a great guy. Um, and I, I, I love... Uh, I love David Reagan, and so anyway, it's kind of hard for me to get used to, but I do. I like Tim more. You know, he's okay. He's okay. No, he's good. <laughs> what else do we have going on today? The world's largest CBDC trial. A preview of the elite's cashless vision for you. Yes, folks, that would be for us little peasants, us useless eaters. You know, <laughs> the ones who are going to eat cricket burgers and mealworm burgers, and you're going to like it. You're going to own nothing, and you'll be happy. Yes, just take this little pill, and everything will be okay. Yeah, we're going to put all these chemicals in your food just to make you happy 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 and very very compliant so apparently all the folks that didn't go for the jab we must be the organic eaters like true organic because i was listening you know me i'm always out there watching stuff and uh what i saw this on youtube and oh my gosh i subscribed to the channel but right now i can't think of the name of it but he said how do you really know that organic quote food that you're buying is actually organic I mean, if you're buying it from Walmart, Wally World, uh, how do we really know it is organic? And I can tell a huge difference. Like if I run out of beef from my local farmer and I'll, you know, pick up some, quote, grass-fed organic beef, unquote, from Wally World, I can definitely tell a difference. I can tell a difference. And it's like, eh, you know, desperate times calls for desperate measures. But, so I should always have a local farmer. Um, anyway, uh, how do you know? I'm like, really, we don't have a lab in our home. So how do we really know that our food is really, truly organic? Huh. I don't trust Walmart. I don't trust these conglomerates. I don't trust anything. I do trust my local farmer and my local rancher so of course that is where i'm going to be buying my beef and one other thing i'm telling you guys i'm telling you if they can grow marijuana in a closet i can grow potatoes in my closet okay i'm just saying just saying uh you better get you some food uh some real food okay okay yeah my dog agrees totally agrees okay i did have to take a break and go bribe them with some treats and uh actually had to lock them out of the studio so yes anyway <laughs> but you know going back to um the organic thing how do we really know this organic i mean how do you really know you don't know you don't know they've been putting all these chemicals into our food for all these years and you know what i learned let me tell you something this is what i learned okay so all the like craft food products, General Mills, all this stuff. Do you know who bought all the food companies after the gigantic lawsuit against the tobacco companies? Yeah, guess what? All the tobacco companies bought all the food companies. Philip Morris, R.G. Reynolds, they bought all the food companies. So, I mean, do we really trust them with our food? Can't even trust them with our cigarettes. Hello, McFly. No. 
So, just to give you an idea. And so what I think I am going to do, and you know, if you guys kind of want to do that too, it'd be kind of cool if we kind of grew our own gardens, right? Hey, I'm a farmer. We used to do that all the time. But now I live in the city. I'm a city folk now. I'm a city folk. But I did move upstairs so that my apartment can actually get sunlight. The one I was in before, like I was telling you that all the time. I get no sunlight here. I get no sunlight. Well, I have sunlight here. But so what I'm thinking about doing is, you know, growing like potatoes because you can grow those in the winter time if you got a window that gets some sun i've been doing some research you guys ah i tell you you might want to do some research and write it down with a pen and a pencil like a pencil and a piece of paper or even a pen because i'm telling you when the internet's gone or you know whatever or if you don't have an actual book like i have a friend she's like i got all these books on my kindle i'm like but but what happens if you don't have any electricity um well <laughs> Like, what happens if you can't charge your Kindle? Um, well, you know, um, I hope you have it memorized. <laughs> but you want to, there's nothing more than like an actual book that you can turn the pages. I'm old school. If I was to read a newspaper, if they weren't all liberal, I would still want the actual newspaper. You could, I could hold it up and drink your coffee at the table and flip the pages, you know, and kind of shake it out. Ah, like the good old days, you know. But anyway, I, I digress. But no. I think, you know, what we should probably be doing right now is going out there and uh, buying literally organic seed. If you can find it, there's some places online. Oh, I can't think of it, but if you do uh, Mama Bear Prepper um, on YouTube, um, she has some links in there. too. If you're, on, if you're on her Discord channel, oh my gosh, if you're not a member of Mama Bear Prepper and if you're not on her Discord channel, you need to get on, get on that channel today because wealth of information from all of us listeners i mean everybody posts stuff there's all kinds of stuff on there so but uh she's real real big on you know right you, know, you need to write these things down you need to write down recipes you need to write this stuff down you need to get books actual books you know so you can actually turn the page um because there's gonna come a time you guys when the power grid goes down or you know when all this build back better i mean you know how are they gonna build back better like what are they uh, well we can't have a society if they're gonna build it back better right they have to tear it all down and destroy it and then they're gonna build back better they're gonna build uh, satan's kingdom that's what they're doing they're building the beast system and that's what's going on in the world today and these cbdc's are one huge part of it and uh, of course uh, Cruz here from texas has uh, instituted a bill trying to stop that trying to stop these cbdc's you know and so he's uh he's on the he's on the right track there but i don't think he's gonna be able to stop it biden has already signed that into law if you guys weren't aware of that or not he did already signed this over uh, just like he signed us over to the World Health Organization. So the next pandemic, pandemic, um, you know, we've lost our sovereignty. Uh, and you can thank all the Democrats for that. Uh, yeah, so, and I still don't know how they can get that around our Congress. And we have three branches of government for a reason, folks, for a reason. But apparently, none of that matters anymore. It's just a piece of paper, our Constitution uh, to these Democrats and this administration doesn't mean jack. Doesn't mean nothing. They, it's just a piece of paper to them. They don't care. They don't abide by it anymore. Our country doesn't abide by our United States Constitution. No more. Have you noticed that? All this stuff that's been happening, I just I still can't believe it. I just can't believe these things are actually happening. Like all the thugs up there in Minnesota. They burned down seven miles of Minnesota. Look what they did in Oregon. Look what they did. But nothing happens to these people. <clears throat> No, they're actually paid. They're paid to go out and do this. So, folks, wake up and smell 
uh, the fireballs are coming our way, you guys. We need to wake up and tell people about Jesus while we still have time because time is running out. Either we are going to be raptured or San Diego Christians can't um, say anything anymore. Of course, we still will because, you know, that's the, that's what we're supposed to be out here doing, the commission. But anyway, let's move on. So anyway, the world's largest CBDC trial preview of the elite's cashless vision for you. This is by Nick Oh my goodness, these names, Guillaume Bruno, or Gian Bruno. Anyway, it's from the Activist Post. It was posted um, today, March 23rd. So the Inaria is Africa's first central bank digital currency. Central bankers, academics, uh, politicians, and an assortment of elites from over 100 countries hoping to launch their own uh, CBDCs have closely followed the Inaria. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. He goes on to say they use Nigeria, Africa's largest country by population and size of its economy, as a trial balloon to test their nefarious plans to eliminate cash in North America, Europe, and beyond. Are you concerned about CBDCs? Uh, then you should be paying attention to what is happening in Nigeria. That's because there's an excellent chance your government will reach for the same playbook when they decide to impose CBDCs in your area which could be soon. So CBDCs enable all sorts of horrible totalitarian things. They allow governments to track and control every penny you earn, save, and spend. They are a powerful tool for politicians to confiscate and redistribute wealth as they see fit. CBDCs will also enable devious social engineering by allowing governments to punish and reward people in ways they previously couldn't. CBDCs are, without a doubt, an instrument of enslavement. They represent a quantum leap backward in human freedom. Unfortunately, they're coming soon, and governments will probably mandate CBDCs as a, quote, solution, unquote, when the next real or contrived crisis hits, which is likely not far off. So that's why you must pay attention to what is happening in Nigeria. That way, you you can know what to expect and take preventive action. Here are the top five insights from Inaria. Insight number one, don't take the bait. Reject the CBDC incentives. In Nigeria, the government implemented discounts and other incentives to increase the adoption of Inaria. In North America and Europe, government or expect the government to require CBDCs to receive welfare payments, a potential universal basic income, so-called, quote, inflation relief checks, unquote, or whatever the next cockamamie scheme is. Think of these incentives like the cheese in a mousetrap. Number two, simultaneously moves to eliminate cash. To help boost Inaria's adoption, the Nigerian government announced a plan to remove the legal tender status of various high-denomination bills, rendering them worthless. According to the World Bank, over 55% of the adult population in Nigeria does not have a bank account and is dependent on physical cash. The Nigerian government must have known phasing out cash would be a disaster for a majority of the population, but they plowed ahead anyway. So much for democracy. When your government imposes a CBDC, expect simultaneous measures to force people out of cash regardless of the cost. Those measures could come in many flavors, but I would bet they would first look to phase out large denomination bills by removing their legal tender status. We're already seeing this happen. For example, the EU has already phased out the 500 euro note. Uh, the $100 bill is the largest in circulation in the United States, but that wasn't always the case. At one point, the U.S. had 500,000 
a thousand dollar bill, five thousand, and even ten thousand dollar bills. The government eliminated these large bills in 1969 under the pretext of fighting the war on quote some drugs. The one hundred dollar bill has been the largest ever since, but it has far less purchasing power than it did in 1969. Decades of rampant money printing and that have debased the dollar today. A hundred dollar bought hundred dollars buys less than twelve dollars in 1969. Wow, isn't that the truth? Whew, goodness. So even though I remember, you guys remember when I was in high school, I mean, you had 20 bucks and you went to the grocery store, you could fill up your trunk and back seat. I mean, dude, there was a lot of stuff back in the day for 20 bucks. Now you got 20 bucks, you're lucky to get like a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk. I'm like, it's crazy. That's inflation. Anyway, so with CBDCs on the horizon, I think the U.S. government will not only uh, will not only never issue another bill higher than $100, but will probably look to phase out the $100 bill under previous pretext. Number three, bank restrictions. Most people think of the money they deposit in the bank as a personal asset they own, but that's not true. Once you deposit money at the bank, it's no longer your property. Instead, it's the banks, and they can pretty much whatever do whatever they want to with it. What you really own is the bank's promise to pay you back. It's an unsecured liability, which makes you technically and legally a creditor of the bank. And since the banking system is intertwined with the governments everywhere, it's only prudent to expect governments to place more restrictions on bank accounts as CBDCs debut. This is exactly what happened in Nigeria. Cash withdrawals limits and debit card transactions restrictions were imposed among other measures in addition capital controls made in challenging to send money out of the country let me throw this in here today if you watch some of the james Cadiz monkey monkey works on there monkey works is saying he has bought a house or the process of moving and so he's getting these things done and he's trying to get money out because you know he uses like these online like you know uh zale and this kind of stuff well they had put a limit on how much money he can spend or use on his Zelle, and so he's going to have to pay these people out over a period of days. He's like, I've got to go to the bank and get cash because I can't even pay these people. So see, just be paid close attention, folks. So he goes, I wouldn't be surprised to see the forced conversion of bank deposits into Inaria uh, at an unfavorable rate. And he goes, here's the bottom line. Expect all sorts of restrictions and possible confiscations to be imposed on bank accounts when the CBDC is released. And number four is rising inflation, folks. That's in, you can see that happening right now. Um, he goes, amid the Inaria rollout, Nigeria is experiencing some of the highest inflation levels in its history. This is not surprising. CBDCs make it even easier for the government to debase the currency. So it's reasonably to expect more inflation when CBDCs come to town. And that ain't Santa coming, folks. So uh, social unrest and another predictable development. Frustrated Nigerians took to the streets over the government's actions to restrict cash and bank accounts. There was a violent scramble to exchange old notes before the government deemed them worthless. Riots broke out in several locations. There's an excellent chance that destructive restrictions imposed alongside CBDCs could create social unrest everywhere. And he goes, conclusion. To summarize, here are the top five insights from Nigeria's CBDC experience. Don't take the bait. Simultaneously move to eliminate cash, bank restrictions, rising inflation, social unrest. And CBDCs come to your neighborhood, you know what to expect. Yep, guys, governments probably mandate CBDCs as the, quote, solution, or I like to say the final solution, quote, uh, when the next real or contrived crisis hits, which, of course, is not far off. Um, guys, you better get ready. I'm just saying... Better get ready because things are coming to town and they're not looking pretty. So pre-trib portals by Terry James. 
You can find this article at raptureready.com, raptureready.com, and it was posted today. So I skimmed on down to the to the end part of here, and it says, um, he goes, my attention is incessantly drawn to the increasing wickedness that seems to have within the past few years invaded our reality because the Holy Spirit prompts my spirit uh, that there is indeed an invasion taking place. The other uh, dimension this invasion is coming from is what I call, he says, the pre-trib portals, unquote. Uh, and he says, um, I use this term because of demonic activity um, that God's word says will prevail during the tribulation, the last seven years leading to Christ's return, seems to already be seeping and maybe even flooding into our reality now. Therefore, there is a pre-trib intrusion into our time before the rapture of the church. He says, this, I'm convinced, is all in preparation for the Antichrist regime of horror. Jesus said will be the worst period of human history. That's Matthew 24, verse 21. Uh, Satan is trying to um, get the, Satan is trying to set the stage upon which his son of perdition will step when believers are taken off the earth in the covenant with many of Daniel chapter 9 is confirmed by the prince that shall come. In America, this preparation has been taking place for many decades. He goes, I believe it began in earnestly or in earnest shortly after the 20th century began. He says it has accelerated swiftly and is now at full throttle. He says, uh, my friend Michael Heil, uh, in an article, presented a record of this invasion through other pre-trib portals. He says, when the nation, through court action, began removing God and his righteous principles for life from the national conscience, the vacuum created a supernatural opening for the invading forces from the dark side. And here's what Michael wrote. Okay, so this is from Michael Hine, or Heil. He says, The United States has been in a moral free-for-all or free-fall that accelerated in the decade of the 1960s with restrictions on prayer in 1962 and Bible reading in the public schools in 1963. The United States Supreme Court has systematically helped destroy religious liberty in America within the la- or with the last 12 court cases. I'm going to increase this you guys know me okay so he goes on to say in 1925 the scopes quote monkey trial tennessee versus scopes uh 1940 the free exercise clause is created that was cantwell versus connecticut uh the establishment clause is created everson versus board of education that was all in 1940 1962 prayer is removed from schools ingle versus vital 1963 bible reading is removed from the schools abington school district versus skimp 1973, the murder of unborn babies is illegalized with Roe versus Wade. 1980, the Ten Commandments are removed from school classrooms. Stone versus Graham, I remember that. 1992, invocations, benedictions are banned from school activities. Lee versus Weissman. I remember that as well, but of course, I live in Texas, so none of this really applied because I went to a small school. Uh, we were all farmers, and you know, and so none of this. I mean, we still read our Bibles in school, we still prayed in school, so that really didn't affect us because I guess from a small town. So, once again, I'm thankful for being raised in a small town. Anyway, uh, 2003, sodomy is legalized by the Supreme Court, Lawrence versus Texas, because that was illegal in Texas. Uh, display of the Ten Commandments is ruled unconstitutional, McCreary County versus the ACLU of Kentucky. 2013, Defense of Marriage Act, DOMA, is declared unconstitutional, United States versus Windsor. And in 2015, same-sex marriage is approved by the Supreme Court. And, uh, yes, folks, and you can see how far America has fallen since then. Anyway, it goes, uh, that was from Michael Heil, and that's the United States in God's judgment. So you can check that out if you'd like to. So he goes on to say, 
Uh, Terry James goes, uh, my sense of discerning the invasion we face at this late uh, prophetic hour tells me that the evil being directed toward children is perhaps the most significant manifestation of what is pouring through the pre-trib portals. It is concentrated wickedness that even parents of the children seem to have lost spiritual immunity to Satan's deadly venom, venom uh, proof that America has reached the reprobate mindset of Romans chapter 1 verse 28 is clearly shown. He says, I think through the opinion on children rendered by the top leader in America, the leadership position once considered the highest in the free world. On last Monday's segment of Comedy Central's The Daily Show, President Joe Biden spoke with gay, with a gay man and former White House staff member um, in the Obama era, Cal Penn, uh, where he admitted that he thought restricting kids from getting their private parts mutilated was sinful. Can you imagine that, folks? Can you imagine? We are in Isaiah chapter 5. Right now, they call evil good and good evil. Mm-mm-mm. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Anyway, transgender, this is quote, transgender kids is a really harder thing, he began. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's terrible what they're doing, end quote. This is Biden. In reference to in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis is super heading law, spearheading laws that would prohibit kids from receiving dangerous surgeries and drugs to change their gender. DeSantis recognized that there are two genders and that children are not mature enough to make such life altering decisions. While his laws are evidence of him looking out for children's best interests, the left wing is twisting it into an anti-alphabet soup campaign by the Republican governor. Folks. I'm telling you, these drugs they're giving these boys. Like, I mean, the okay, there are pedophiles in prison, pedophiles in prison, and they won't even use these drugs to castrate these men. Chemically castrate. Oh no, no, that's 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 too no, that's too dangerous for a freaking pedophile in prison who deserves to be hung. But we won't go there. I'm not going to go there. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes me angry. But we'll give it to children. We'll give it to these kids, these little five-year-old boys, twelve-year-old boys. Folks, we live in a wicked world. Anyway, he goes on to say, regardless, Biden insisted that he was looking to pass legislation that would allow transgender youth to harm their bodies and added, you mess with that, you're breaking the law and you're going to be held accountable. And quote, I'll tell you what, Biden, you're going to be held accountable by God Almighty. And when you're thrown into the very depths of hell, I think you'll be remembering that statement you made. Anyway, if you don't repent. Anyway, uh, it really is a shame that Biden is using his platform and position of power uh, to facilitate such a grave evil in this nation. Kids need to be protected, not infected by the disease of the woke left. And if you want any more about that, you can read the source. Biden calls it sinful to not mutilate trans kids. Tieran Rose Mandelberg, Newsbusters. And it was uh, posted on the 13th of March, 2023. If you want to go check it out. So he goes, with uh, such upside-down declarations, can there be any doubt that the pre-trip portals are as wide open as American southern borders? Folks, he's got a point there. Anyway, the article is by Terry James. You can find it at raptureready.com. Raptureready.com, folks. This makes me absolutely sick. It's sick, folks. Mm-mm-mm. I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd live in this day, but it gets worse or better. Because <laughs> the darker it looks now, as is broader for us Christians, because we know the Christ, we know that Jesus Christ is coming to take us home to rapture out His church. We're looking for the for the uh, appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Hello, that's what we're waiting for. So the darker it gets here, we just know 
that the tribulation is getting soon, 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 soon. We can see it. If we can see that, then we know the rapture comes before the tribulation. So get excited. Get excited. Be, in, be encouraged and comforted with those words. Anyway, so let's check out this. A post-Christian society as England has gone, so America's going. It's by Tim Moore. Posted the 21st of March at harbingersdaily.com. Let's move along here. So Queen Elizabeth II passed away on September the 8th of 2022. Uh, during her story lifetime, she reigned as Queen of the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth realms, uh, including 32 sovereign states. At 70 years and 214 days, she was the longest reigning British monarch in history. Elizabeth ascended to the throne of the hills of the Great uh, Britain's critical role in the Allied victory over Nazi Germany in World War II. And yet her reign saw the global decline of the British Empire and the near total collapse of Christian faith in the island nation. He goes on to say, at Elizabeth coronation in 1952, the Archbishop of Canterbury asked her, will you to the utmost of your power maintain the laws of God and the true profession of the gospel? Will you to the utmost of your ability maintain in the United Kingdom the Protestant reformed religion established by law? The queen, the young queen did not hesitate when she affirmed her commitment to those responsibilities. In response to her affirmation of the duty of Britain's monarch to preserve and, and defend the Christian faith, she was presented with a Bible. As these words of encouragement were offered, our gracious queen, to keep your majesty ever mindful of the law and the gospel of God as the rule for the whole life and government of Christian princes, we present you with this book, the most valuable thing that this world affords. Here's wisdom. This is the royal law. There are the lively oracles of God. England has undeniably evolved into a post-Christian society. Soon Elizabeth's son Charles will be coronated as king. His rejection of the Christian faith um, as the sole uh, path to God is well documented. He's evil, folks. That man is evil, anti-Christ-like, very evil. Anyway, um, it is unlikely that he will even tolerate words like the ones above being included in his coronation, let alone pledge his devotion to upholding the Christian faith. As England has gone, so America is going. And that's the truth, folks. That's by Tim Moore. You can check it out at harbingersdaily.com. Harbingersdaily.com. So, folks, a lot of stuff happening. Lots of stuff going on in the world today. And uh, I want to give you guys just, uh, just an update of some stuff going on. But I tell you what, the uh, the CBDCs is coming along. That's going to happen soon. Probably this year. You know, everything's like 2023. Everything's on track. You know, for 2030, agenda 2030. It's going to be 2030, folks. 2030. Mm-hmm. Seven years. Hmm. Things that make you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woohoo. Anyway, so Wednesday, March the 22nd, Cashless Society. Panera Breads debuts frictionless palm payment system. Amazon's palm reading payment technology was first introduced at numerous Whole Foods locations in California, enabling customers to pay for their groceries by scanning their palms at checkout terminals rather than using cash or a card. Now, Panera Bread is experimenting with Amazon's cashless payment system as the war on cash marches on. On Wednesday, Panera Bread announced plans to roll out a contactless payment method to several stores with additional locations in coming months. The bakery cafe chains has over 2,000 locations and its loyalty program has 52 million members. 52 million folks. That's a lot of people. Panera is the first national restaurant company to use Amazon One as both a way for guests to pay 
and access their loyalty account with their palm. The company said our philosophy has been centered around leveraging best-in-class technology to create a better Panera experience and using that to deepen our relationship with our loyal guests. Introducing Amazon One as a frictionless, personalized, and convenient service is another way we're defining the loyalty experience. Naren Shahadre, CEO of Panera Bread and Panera Brands, stated... At the moment, dozens of Whole Food locations at Amazon Go stores have integrated Amazon One contactless payment. So by the summer, uh, Panera Bread is going to have at least two dozen stores equipped with the uh, Amazon contactless payment system. Fun, fun, fun in the sun, folks. We're always going to, we're going to give you this and we're going to give you that. And we're going to give you all these discounts and coupons and blah, 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 blah. Just scan your palm. Just take this mark. Just you know <laughs> oh did you want a cup of coffee at starbucks you don't have the mark i'm so sorry did you want to get health care system you don't have the mark i'm sorry you can't have that uh heart transplant that you've been needing oh you didn't get vaxxed i'm sorry we can't give you that same see how easy it was for them to introduce that did you see that very quickly was it since 2020 no vaccine no heart transplant no vaccine i'm sorry i know this uh volcano has erupted but you can't get on this plane unless you take this vax you guys remember that i reported on that so easy so easy to introduce this mark of the beast not the vax is not the mark of the beast but i'm saying it's so easy it'll be so easy for them to do that but you know in the end times during this time when this is instituted and all this stuff happens halfway uh, midway through the um, the great tribulation they will want this market beast they will want they will be excited because they will they're prideful and even with even with an angel in heaven flying can you imagine being on earth and what earth will look like when two billion people are, are killed within the first the first uh uh bulge or the first judgment it's open the trumpet boom Two billion with a B people. It depends how many people are raptured, you know, because if right now we say eight billion people are on the planet, you know, and say two billion people are actually born again Christians have a relationship with Jesus Christ, a true relationship, not just in words only. Um, say say two billion. Okay, I leave six billion people and then a quarter of six billion people die folks that's a lot of folks and then everything's gonna be happening like fires and the blood and like oh it's gonna be insane get my book the second edition to after the rapture what comes next on amazon it's on right now i've uh i knocked i knocked down the um the candle price to 4.99 so Anyway, um, I can't really do much with the with the hard with the paperback, but the Kindle price I can I can mess with that one a little bit. So I got it down to four ninety nine. And if you are a Kindle Unlimited, you get to read it for free, you guys, for free. But anyway, it is the second edition. I got a lot more stuff in there. Um, and so if you want to know what's coming upon the world, um, if you haven't accepted Christ as your savior and you get left behind, grab that book. I'm telling you what, you're gonna you're gonna want to need. Uh, that book, especially for loved ones that you know have not accepted Christ, so you can't leave it on a coffee table or something, you know. Um, anyway, um, for all you guys that have purchased my books, thank you guys so much. Art, ah, thank you so much. You are such a blessing. Um, let me know what you guys think. Uh, leave a review on Amazon, Goodreads. Um, shoot me an email at heather at bibleprophecyfortoday.com. I would love to hear from you guys. I love hearing from y'all anyway. I'll tell you what, I try to answer every email. If I don't get you back that day, believe me. I will get back to you. 
uh, as soon as I can. Um, but we see all these things happening and, um, folks, I'm just telling you that market is going to come through and have you, but uh, like I was saying, there's going to be an angel in heaven flying and they're telling them that angels telling them not to take the mark of the beast. If you take the mark of the beast, it's over. It's over. You will go to hell. And after they've been stung by these these creatures and agonizing for like four months, you know, there's nothing, they can't even die. They can't even kill themselves because God won't allow it. And they just agonize this whole time. And even after all of this, they still shake their fists and they hate God. They hate him, knowing that it is God pouring his wrath out on this world. And they still hate him and they refuse to repent. Can you imagine? And they'll gladly take the mark of this beast. They'll gladly worship the beast. But then there are going to be some people out there like them Trump supporters. <laughs> they may not be Christians, but they're like, I'm not doing that. You can't tell me what to do. You know what I mean? So there'll be some of those rogue folk out there too. But I'm telling you, if you, if you wait... And you don't accept Christ now as your Savior right now, today, before the rapture happens, or before you even take your last breath. It could happen at any moment, right? And, of course, you could walk out and get struck by lightning. Stranger things have happened. Um, you know, if you don't and you are left behind, I'm telling you, man, it's going to, it's, mm, things are not pretty. Things are not pretty. And you will go through this. You will go through this. And there's no guarantee you'll even make it. You know, but it's crazy because when the thousand year uh, reign of Christ comes back, when he comes back and we're coming back with him on white horses, you know, we don't only hit the five, but we get to come back. Right. And all Jesus does is speaks, boom, and destroys everybody. But um, it's really cool. He puts his, you know, feet back on the Mount of Olives and it splits. Oh, my gosh. It's so wonderful. Right. But the big thing is, you know, so for a thousand years, the people that come into the thousand year millennium, those are going to be the Christians, people that have, um, accepted christ repented of their sin acknowledged him like oh my gosh i need to save jesus save me you know during the tribulation they're the tribulation the ones that are martyred for their faith with the satan's going to come after you with everything and all his minions and everybody everybody's going to come out you can see the hatred towards christians already building especially anti-semitism is worse now than i, I ever remember um and so he, he's going to hate jews and he's going to hate christians Especially once you've, you know, accepted Christ. And I'm telling you, they're going to come and kill you. And that's when uh, the tribulation saints are martyred. And so those are the tribulation saints. But the ones that live and those that survive will enter in to the thousand year millennium reign of Jesus Christ on earth. And that's going to be wonderful. But the thing is, they still take their sin nature with them. So, you know, we who who are raptured, we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. This corruptible body must put on incorruption, right? And uh, we're going to, whew, it's going to be amazing. We won't be able to sin anymore. Praise the Lord. I look so forward to that day. Um, but anyway, if we don't go before the rapture, you know, the same thing's going to happen. He's going to come back, you know, because the ones who have died in Christ first, you know, God's going to raise and give them their new bodies. And of course, we who are alive and remain we'll be caught up together with them to meet them in the clouds and though we'll always be with the lord um that's first thessalonians i think it's chapter four anyway um but uh so the whole thing is those folks that enter into the lineal kingdom they have this they, they still have their sin nature i mean they accepted christ they became christians um during the tribulation but they will come into the millennial kingdom and they will have kids and their kids are going to have kids and kids are going so they're going to oh they're going to repopulate and it's going to be great but Jesus Christ will be reigning from Jerusalem from the throne of David oh my gosh right here on earth amazing and do you know what 
they will still, there will still be people who reject Jesus Christ in the millennium. And you can't blame it on Satan because he's locked away. But after a thousand years, of course, you know, he lets him out. But, and then of course the big war at the end. And then of course that's when, you know, Jesus destroys them. And of course the great white throne judgment, the beam of Satan, all of that. And then the new heavens and the new earth come out. But there's so much to look forward to. There's so much to look forward to. That's always say you got to get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you because so much to be looking forward to. And if you're not saved, there's a whole lot to be terrified about. I'll tell you what. And uh, even if even if you are not saved right now, we all talk about the rapture because us Christians are so excited about that. We're excited about the, you know, Jesus coming back. And um, we're excited about that. We want to tell everybody about that. Uh, we want to tell everybody about the Lord because we love him so much and for everything he's done, all of his grace and mercy that he has just poured out on us. We want you to know that Jesus loves you too and he can do the same thing for you and that that burden that you carry of sin that you carry around with you that you're not ever going to get rid of. Jesus is the only one that can lift that burden. He's the only one that can forgive you and wash you and cleanse you uh, in his blood of your sin. And that that is what you're looking for. I'm telling you, that's that that's that hole in your heart that you're looking for as God. That's that 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 heart, that hole that only God can fill. And so the Lord Jesus Christ loves you that much that he came and he died a horrible, horrible death on a cross for you and I. He suffered, he suffered and he bled and he died for us. For us. Can you imagine? Go and listen to Brett Meter at Athy Creek. They're going we're going through the Bible. Uh, Wednesday service Sunday you want to go back to Sunday service um, today is the 23rd you want to go back to um, the 19th March the 19th and listen um, to that service um, where he talks about the crucifixion of Christ and uh, what he really endured and how horrific it was and I will get, I will tell you it, it does get a little uh, graphic they said one guy actually passed out actually fainted so i didn't think it was that bad but i mean you know like to faint you know but i mean when you think about what christ suffered for us um you have a very uh a, a better understanding you're not just going down and praying some little prayer you know to save you to get you some get you some hell insurance or right? some fire insurance no you need to know what christ did for us he took sin upon him who knew no sin he took our sin the entire world's sin upon him and suffered um, the wrath of God when it should have been you and I in that place. Jesus did that for us. And so, um, you know, we all deserved hell. Jesus didn't deserve any of that. But he he did it willingly. Willingly. And, you know, when you think about that, when he hung on the cross and they were mocking him and all of that. and spit, Can you imagine? Can you imagine? He could have called legions down. He could have vaporized them. But he didn't. And what did he say when he hung up there? He goes, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Think about the love of Christ and how much he loved us. So as I end this episode this evening, I always try to, I always want to tell people the gospel. It's the whole reason um, for this podcast is, you know, just to point people to glorify God means it brings attention to Jesus, bring attention to God. And uh, I like to do that by reading um, controversial uh, topics and news headlines that you won't find in your mainstream media. You're not going to find anything that's actually true um, in your mainstream propaganda machine. Um, they're going to tell you what they all say. 
Uh, what was that one on YouTube channel? And they had like the whole bank, a like, massive bank of television, like itty bitty screens across all of them, right? With newscasters from all over the world filling up a little spot. And every single one of them simultaneously saying the exact same storyline. Folks, if that doesn't convince you that everything is rigged, I do not really know what else will convince you. Um, but get into your Bible Open up your Bible, telling you what, if you are a new Christian and um, you've never read your Bible or you don't know where to start, I always like to point people to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John is my favorite Gospel. <laughs> um, but anyway, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but, but uh, John is my favorite, especially if you're a new um, Christian. Read that. Read the book of Acts. Read Romans. Romans is a good one. That's going to point you, um, going to give you a lot of truth. And then James and Jude would be also my favorite, First and Second Corinthians. It's all my favorite. I love it all. Um, I do. I love all of the Word of God. Um, it's bread. It's health into our bodies. It's health to our soul. Um, you know, my pastor still struggling with his eye. Um, a lot of people are suffering, and I know you all guys maybe have things that you're going through as well. We all do. Um, we will all suffer tribulation and trials here on earth. Um, but what I've learned, um, and you know, just sticking into the Word of God, just staying in the Word, what I've learned is that Jesus, we, He really will never leave you. No matter what's going on, no matter what the world looks like or, or, or what the diagnosis says or what you found or if a lump or like whatever, remember, please, please remember this, that Jesus is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. And, um, you know, when fear grips us, we need to take that fear like, you know, sometimes it's a heart stopping fear. But you need to take that fear and turn it into a prayer because Jesus knows your heart. God knows. He searches the heart. He knows. He knows um, a contrite spirit. He knows. So whatever it is, so whatever's bothering you, you know, you take that and turn it into a prayer to say, Lord, because he knows. He already knows. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm afraid. And tell him what is going on. And to say, you know, please help me. Please encourage me. Please comfort, you know, please and he will, I'm telling you, he will, he loves you so much, when my mom, when she was going through, like, oh, I mean, all kinds of, I was driving back and forth, she's in the hospital, like, all kinds of, this devastating news, one right after another, after another, and driving back and forth, my parents both had strokes, like, bad strokes within a month of each other, and so we had the farms, it was, like, I'm super stressful, and I, um, I, there's no earthly way that it was, it was, a, it was a supernatural piece. And I was in the word of God. I was in the word. I wish I would be back in the word like I was then I'm working on that. Um, but it was like a supernatural piece that I had and I can't explain it. Uh, there's no way to explain it, but it was like a, just a supernatural comfort and peace. And I knew, and I had gone to this church and I had gone there for several years and, um, they had, they, they preached like, it's like a work salvation, I guess, the way I look at it now. And, you know, Jan Markell, um, did a lot to help me. You know, like I would send her like, um, what they would say during a sermon or like, I mean, just like transcribe it or whatever. And I would send her and then she would, you know, email me back and say, Hey, this, this, this. So if you ever have issues or questions, Jan Markell, um, if you do email her, I believe she will email you back. Um, she is a wonderful woman of God, wonderful ministry there at Olive Tree. Um, I'm telling you, 
she's fantastic um but you know it just it was just a supernatural comfort and so i remember i was driving down to my mom and i was like i was just so upset i was crying i'm like i knew you know you know her health was really bad and i kept you know i kept thinking what if i what if somebody pulled that in front of me and i cursed them out and then i like wrecked my car and died like i'm gonna go to hell yeah, that's what this church preached. It was kind of like that, you know. Um, they're Pharisee, legalistic, put it that way. That's how they were. And um, and I was so terrified. Like, I was so afraid. Like, what if I do so? Like, oh, you know. And so, I, of course, I had to email Jay Markell. And, you no, know, you know, she um, helped me out, too. And I remember I was just reading my Bible. I kept reading. I kept reading. I was praying. It's like the Holy Spirit just said, really? You know, like, and brought me back to the Word. The Holy Spirit will always bring Scripture uh, to remember. So, we'll always bring Scripture up. To you as far as the east is from the west is how far he has removed your sin and forgiven you the bible says i have um you know i have blotted at your sin i remember it no more and so you get back into the word of god he goes i will never leave you nor forsake you there's nothing you can do that's a work that's adding to the work of christ and you can't do that anybody tells you the gospel and then they add to it Revelation has a very special message for them in the end of the Bible, and it says if you add to uh, if you add to um, the book of Revelation, then God's going to add to you the plagues. Right? If you take away, He'll take away um, from your um, uh, treasures, so or your rewards. And so you got to be very careful uh, with doing things like that. But no, there's nothing you can do. There's, we're all sinners. The Apostle Paul says, why do I do what I don't want to do? And why can't I do what I want to do? You know, oh, save me from this wretched body, you know. And so that's what we got to think about. And so anyway, with that, guys, I always want to say to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. I know a lot of people are afraid of death. Um, you know, it's a scary thing. And of course, when you get a diagnosis, you're like, what? But let me tell you something. God is in ultimate control, not the doctors, not them. They practice medicine, but God is our ultimate physician. Jesus Christ is our great physician, our healer, our comforter. He is our everything. And um, I'll tell you this. I had a, a spot on the inside of my cheek. It was really weird. It was like um, it like just came on suddenly and it was like all, it's still a little swollen, but it was swollen. And it had like this black like spot. I don't know how to explain it. It looked like a blood blister, like whatever. And they didn't bite my cheek. I didn't think. I'm like, that was, and it was a weird spot. And so I had um, sent out. Uh, I got text message to my friend Chrissy. She's very sweet. She's oh, she's one of my prayer warrior friends, and of course my pastor. And I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to, maybe, you know, if this doesn't go away. I don't know what to do, and that's why I couldn't do the podcast last night because then the drainage, you know, and I'm like, I can't really, edit, you know, I was losing my voice, and I was like, man, I don't, don't think I could do the podcast. So anyway, um, I mean, as soon as I sent that out last night, I'm not kidding. Before I went to bed, um, that blister thing was gone like it was gone uh, there was a little black spot that was left but it was gone there's still a little swelling but nothing like it was yesterday and so of course god uh be the glory praise the lord and i'm telling you guys if you don't believe in prayer that god answers prayers i'm telling you he has answered so many prayers um for me my friend kim when you guys pray for kimberly remember um she's at home doing well um she's going to physical therapy you guys i'm telling you the i mean i'm telling you our heavenly father hears our prayers he does um so anyway with that i'm i'm gonna get off of here you guys um as you own get along little doggies and i got two little dogs across town i've got to go let out so anyway 
Um, with that, um, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And um, I just pray that this program um, was an encouragement to you guys. And if not, at least it pointed you to Christ uh, and uh, maybe got you thinking about getting into the Word of God. So anyway, with that, you guys, uh, thank you so much. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.